Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Seed Planters with the Cameron family. And we are back. We're, we're really enjoying our time of sharing with each other. Um, we've grown so much over the past year, um, meeting together and talking to each other. And today's word is the word bold. This is the word. The word is bold this week. And I wanted to ask my uh, sisters who are on with me today, I wanted to ask them this one question that came to mind. When you think about the word bold, who comes to your mind? Who is your, um, your person? Who pops in your head when you hear that word? I'm going to ask uh, Nicole if you could tell us. So I think for me, um, it's not necessarily one person. I think it's who would be unlikely. Who's the unlikely person to do something out of the box or amazing or outstanding? And so it doesn't have to be necessarily someone in the limelight or someone popular or someone that even has had something written about them or documented about them. I think it could be really anyone. Um, you know, so if I, if, you know, we can think about someone who might be young, but is advocating and speaking out about an injustice or, um, trying to take care of the planet, you know, when they're still too young to even have a job or vote or anything like that those are bold people. So that's kind of who comes to my mind um, when I think of the word. All right. That's, that's, that's great. Um, so I'm going to bounce the question over to Suzette as well. I wanted you to tell me who comes to mind, whether it's a group of people or one person, the person could be still with us or not. Who comes to mind when you hear the word bold? Um, the initial person that came to mind was our mom or late mom. Um, her actions were always intentional and her, uh, she always had a, there was always a purpose in what she did. She was never afraid to do what she needed to do. She would speak in public, she would preach, she would teach, and she uh, would sing. And everything that she did was always done in boldness and confidence because she knew that all of her, uh, her actions and deeds were always dedicated to the Lord. And whatever she did, she did for him. And it was obvious. Um, people recognized it and they recognized the power that was behind her and who was giving her the power that she had to be bold. And, um, it caused her to be more of an example to others and an inspiration. So if you felt that you couldn't just listen to her, you realize that you could. And it's always important to know that um, when you see someone else doing something that you're not less than and understanding that you have the ability to do also and even greater things. Yes, that's good. Um, I like the thought that you ended with or close to the end of it was where you said basically that 
when someone steps out and does something in a bold way that it inspires others looking on and lets them know that they are able to do things that maybe they thought at first that they couldn't do. Um, is there anything that comes to your mind right now that you were inspired by someone else and so therefore you did that thing, whatever that thing is for you? Maybe something you were afraid of, something um, that you were like, I don't know if I could do this, and then you did it. I think I'll go first. I didn't, I didn't answer the other question, but I'm going to answer this one. Um, for me, when I saw, I have to say this, when I saw Nicole move out and move, um, you know, we, we all, for those who don't know our story, we're originally from the island of Jamaica. Our parents came to the U.S. first, and then they brought us uh, children to come after, along with our grandmother. And... So we were together in New Jersey. Our mother passed away here in New Jersey. And then some years later, um, Nicole received an opportunity to go to school um, on scholarship out of the state of New Jersey. And it, of course, there was a chain of events that led up to that decision and that happening. And when I saw her, you know, really young at the time, packing up everything, going to somewhere where no other family member that we were close to lived there, I was like, wow, I wonder if I could do something like that one day because I'm always, I'm very family centric. Like I try to stay close to where family is, which is why partly why I'm still in New Jersey. And um, I was like, could I actually get up and leave everybody behind and, and go to a, a totally unfamiliar place and start over. Um, I, I haven't done it yet, but I believe the day will come when I will be doing something along those lines. And I have to say, I was very inspired by that move that she made several years ago. Um, I've seen a lot of benefits from that. I've seen a lot of things happen for her after making that bold move. So I'm, I'm tossing the mic to Suzette on this. You just let me know, is there anyone who did something that you were like, hey, I wish I could do that or I want to do the same thing or something similar? Um, I'm gonna say you. <laughs> I'm gonna say Michelle who made me realize that I can actually write a book. So um, I never thought that I would put it that way. Um, not saying that I couldn't, but I, it wasn't really on my agenda to include that in something that I would do. I was always inspired by her ability to write from sh uh, the time that she was young. She would write all these short stories in school. She, they would grade her. She always had A pluses on them. And they were very interesting to read. So... I knew she always had that gift and I admired that gift because I like reading. I personally like reading. So not necessarily writing, <laughs> writing the story, but um, she actually showed me just by doing a course with her that I actually can plot it out. Uh, you plan what you're going to write and then you begin to write. And it's the thing that 
Um, I always think about like the writer's block, but I never actually had the writer's block so far, mainly because of the thing, maybe the topics, the things that I'm writing about, it, it actually flows. And um, it's actually a new thing that I discovered that I can do because of her. So. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that though. Um, and everyone just giving you an, a preview, look out for her book. Her book is coming out very soon and um, I'm excited. She might not be as excited as I am. <laughs> I'm really excited to see this come out in, um, in print. So look out for that. So Nicole, I just wanted to hear from you when you think of someone who has inspired you um, and then you went ahead probably and did something because of them, who comes to your mind? So for me, um, it's actually my husband. Uh, so a couple years ago, he just decided that he was going to start his own business. And having had no experience specifically doing what he went out to do, which was um, construction-based um, in terms of owning his own business, not saying that he didn't have experience in construction, but kind of doing it from the owner aspect um, and kind of managing the clients and things like that. Personally, he hadn't had that type of experience and he just was like, I'm going to do this. And he did it and he has been doing it. And for me, I, I don't know if I would have even had that conception in my mind to say, Hey, I'm going to just get up and start a business and just, you know, <laughs> register the, the entity and just go. So, um, I feel like, you know, that takes a lot of confidence um, and definitely a lot of boldness. So he is the person that is my inspired, you know, example. Okay. That's great. That's great. That's good to hear. So what I'm going to do now, just so that we have more context behind the word bold. And before we go into more conversation, I've decided I will go ahead and read the definitions and the scriptures that are associated with the word bold. So we get our definitions from the Merriam-Webster collegiate version, and it's an adjective, and it's fearless before danger, intrepid. An example that's given here, bold settlers on some foreign shore, a quote from William Wordsworth. Then there's also showing or requiring a fearless, daring spirit, a bold plan. Impudent, presumptuous, punishing a bold child for talking back. Um, obsolete, assured, uh, the obsolete version um, definition, I guess, assured, confident. Um, then there's sheer, steep, for example, bold cliffs. Adventurous, free, a bold thinker, standing out prominently, bold headlines, being or set in bold face, which is bold lettering. And um, bold face is also used here as, as a noun, printed in bold. So you have boldly, you have boldness. Some synonyms are commanding, brilliant, dramatic, emphatic, eye-catching, marked, noticeable, prominent, 
pronounced, showy, striking. And here are a couple examples. Few politicians have been bold enough to oppose the plan to cut taxes. I'd like to offer a few criticism, criticisms, if I may be so bold. She wore a dress with bold stripes. The painting is done in bold colors. And as an adjective, it was first used before the 12th century. And as a noun, it was used around 1871. And this word is derived from Middle English, from Old English, and from Old High German. So some scriptures that I wanted to share with you today with the word bold or variation of it um, using the NIV. It's Genesis chapter 18, verses 27 and 28. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. And this is when Abraham was speaking up on behalf of um, Sodom and Gomorrah so that God would not destroy it. Exodus 14, verse 8. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. And this is, of course, when they were leaving out to go to Canaan from Egypt. Proverbs 28, verse 1. The wicked flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Mark 15, verses 43 to 47. Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph bought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. Acts 9, verses 28 to 30. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Acts 28, verses 30 and 31. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Philemon 1, verses 8 to 11. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly he was useless to you, 
but now he has become useful both to you and to me. And Philemon was a slave owner and his slave ran away and became a believer. Philemon was also a believer. So Paul was pleading on Onesimus' behalf before he went back to Philemon. And that's it. That's all for scriptures and definitions. Um, I wanted to ask you, based on what you've heard just now, the word bold, of course, is used in the scripture. Is there a favorite story or character that comes to mind to you from the scriptures regarding the word bold? I am going to ask Nicole, the question. So I think um, the person that keeps coming to mind for me would be um, Abraham. And um, he is known as the father, you know, of Israel or the founder of Israel. And um, he, in order to get that title, he had to step out in faith and do something that others around him did not do. And so he came out of the familiar land, um, the land that his family was in, and he left and went to somewhere different. And um, I thought it was interesting as well, because um, right now my son, he's actually doing um, learning about that in history. So they're doing like ancient um, civilizations and they spent pretty much a whole chapter talking about Canaan and about Abraham. They keep talking about Abraham and him being, um, different and starting the, the nation of Israel, um, mainly because he only believed that there was one God. And I just thought it was very interesting because this is public school and they're spending a lot of time talking about the, the Bible and the 10 commandments and all of these different things, which I appreciate, you know, and um, because they're sharing, you know, maybe knowingly or unknowingly, they're sharing um, some very interesting information with the students. But um, I think he's the one that comes to mind for me because he did something different and he could not foresee everything. He didn't know the full benefit of what was going to come from him stepping out boldly, boldly, but, um, he did it anyway. And he was able to see, um, you know, some of the manifestation and, you know, this is still something that's being, um, lived out now because, you know, the nation of, um, the Israelites are still present in this current, um, time frame. So. That's pretty good. And I'm glad to hear that he's learning that in public school. That's, that's surprising actually. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so Suzette, I wanted to ask you the same question based on the Bible. Is there anyone that comes to your mind who you'd say is bold or was bold? Just briefly, I, I thought about Daniel um, in the lion's den and 
the fact that he continued to pray to the one and only true and living God, even though the decree went out. And um, knowing and standing up for what you believe in has sometimes has the consequences. But if you are free, he was free in, in his faith and knowing that who he stood and represented, that God actually showed up for him. So when he was thrown in the lion's den, he wasn't eaten. So um, I think it was like the king, came, was, he was a little um, anxious about it and got up early to see what happened to Daniel and realized that Daniel was still alive and that the, anim, the lions were tame. But those are the things that God will do for you when you stand boldly and do what he commands. And I like that um, even though, you know, people become martyrs uh, for the cause of Christ, that he doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that he had left you. And so when he promises that he won't leave or forsake, and if he keeps his word, as he said, he does, it's, is always manifest in a way that you never thought or imagined. And it also serves as a great witness for those that are looking on and seeing that, wow, you really serve the real, true and living God. And so I, I actually admired his, his boldness. And um, kind of the same thing with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego also in the, in the fiery furnace and that same concept of the fact that they stood for what they believed in and the Lord rescued them. Wow, yes, definitely. Um, the one that comes to my mind is Esther. Esther is one of my favorite people in the Bible. And the one thing I admired about her is her boldness to ask Mordecai and all the other people to pray along with her as she prayed and fasted for, I think, three days asking God to give her the strength and the wisdom on how to tell the king that there was a plot to kill all of her people, the Jews. And um, at that point, she made it known to the king that she was Jewish because he didn't know before. And um, when I think about it, knowing that her life was in her hands, well, you know, she was at the mercy of the king when she walked into his presence to ask him a favor, um, it was known that the king would normally kill people if they walk into his presence without being summoned. And she was not summoned and she went before the king and he said, oh, how may I help you? If you whatever you want is yours, even if it's up to half the kingdom. And so you know right away that God had worked on his heart before she walked in the room for him to say all of that, considering the reputation that he had. And because of her boldness, she saved her people and it went, went far and wide. And a lot of things happened. The people that tried to kill them all was killed. Right. And so boldness, I see where it, it opens doors that, for others, they think it's an impossible door. It's not really impossible. It's just it takes that strength, that inner strength, of course, through God, to step into something that everybody else isn't doing, right? Most times, boldness includes, as, as one of you said earlier, it's usually like you're the first. You know, you're the first one to do it. 
or you're one of few to do this thing. And so um, that's what, what came to my mind. Just wanted to continue the conversation. Now, how would you apply bold to current events? What comes to your mind when you think of today's events and what boldness looks like now in the 21st century? Anything come to mind? Um, I'm going to ask Nicole if you can answer that. Well, I think, um, which kind of goes back to my first thought on who do I think of first off when I think of the word bold. So at this point, anyone that is speaking up against social injustice, I would say is someone that is bold. Um, and unfortunately, you know, in the United States, there have been many, many instances of, um, racially, you know, incited, um, assaults or deaths and things of that nature. And, um, there are people who are sick of it and are standing up and trying to do something about it. And so I think, you know, those are bold people because some of them, you know, could potentially lose family members, um, or connection with family members because of their stand or, um, be arrested or potentially themselves be killed or lose their jobs. You know, different things can come as a consequence of them saying, you know what, this isn't right. I'm going to stand up and say something or protest or, you know, write to my congressman, whatever it is, you know, that they're doing to, um, help advocate for the people who may not have a voice. Um, I think those are people right now that are bold and they're necessary because it has to be put in the forefront. Otherwise people kind of may ignore the, the, uh, the issue, um, because change needs to happen because everyone's life is important. So I, you know, I do think those who are more, forthcoming or outgoing, you know, for that process. But that's kind of what I would think of as the current events with being bold. Yes, I, I like that. Um, and I have to agree with that too. Um, it takes a lot of courage to stand up, to know that your face is marked, especially on TV. Everybody now knows who you are and a lot of things could happen as a result of you standing up for those who are being downtrodden. So Suzette, who comes to your mind? Okay. All right. So for me, a, a type of person that comes to my mind, cause I don't have a name, a type of person that comes to my mind is someone who will stand up to the wrongs that they see happening in churches. Now that's something that we don't talk about a lot, but there have been a lot of things that have popped up in church, especially during this time of unrest. Of course, um, it's, it's showing that there's a group of Christians that believe a certain way when it comes to race and God and how to, interact with th those believers who don't look like them and things like that. But there's even more things that come up um, that happen in churches and in church organizations that there are people who have been bold enough to stand up to 
some of the injustices that happen and speak out. Um, some people have lost a lot of family and friends in the process. Um, I'm sure in some cases, some people have lost their lives. And it's still one of those things where it's almost like a, a Paul, a, a modern day Paul, where he stood up and said, hey, this is not right. This should not be happening in the body of Christ. Those types of people, definitely my hat goes off to individuals like that. So wanted to move on with the conversation here. So um, how do you think the word applies to God? And I, and I think it might sound like a no brainer, but I want to hear what your personal perspective is on the word bold when it applies to God. I wanted to start with Suzette on that one. Okay. Being bold as a child of God is basically who he has made us to be. So he intends to, um, if you intend to be used by him after he has saved you, then you really can't be in fear or living in fear, or walking in fear. So we do face um, situations where um, things that we've never faced before or things that we are challenges that we have to go through that we've never experienced and we don't have necessarily have someone else to pull on because they may not have experienced it either. But that's when um, we have to put our full confidence and reliance on him and allow him to deposit in us what it is that he has. So we, and they always say something about tapping in. So as a child of God, you have to be prepared to what well, that when you tap in, that there's going to be something different, something new that comes up. There's going to be... Um, a situation where you have to stand in front of others and declare who Christ is, um, the, you know, regardless of the opposition that you may face. And it could just be in your workplace. It could just be, you know, talking to your neighbor, meeting up with friends. It's just, there's just going to be some kind of situation where you have to stand up and represent him and let others know who you are and who you really, um, really who you represent. So I feel as a child of God, he has given us the tools that we need to be bold for him. He has given us his word. He's given us his confidence and he's given us that peace of mind. And the biggest thing I believe is that relationship and that walk with him, that as you begin to develop that and you begin to allow him to talk to you, like you just go meet with him in a special place or whatever it is and he meets with you and he gives you that word, it's priceless because it's not a word that comes from a human's mouth. And I believe there's a difference. Like yesterday, um, I just went into the, our normal spot meeting place and asked the Lord to tell me what it is that he had to say. And I waited and he spoke. And I said, you know, I never... I never um, gave this much of a chance a lot in the past, but the fact that I'm not really listening to people, but listening to God, it makes a big difference. It steers your path a different way. And then people begin to question the things that you're doing, not understanding that you're just simply allowing the Lord to lead you. 
and it makes a world of difference because I'm not hearing chatter from different people. I'm not hearing opinions. And I realize that it doesn't matter because sometimes people say, I have a word for you. And then you, you're like, you have a word, but why is it that God can't speak to me himself? Why is it that it's always got to be somebody with a word? And then you'll have interpretations of different things. And you realize that sometimes the things that they're telling you, it's not that they're wrong. It's that a lot of it is from the person themselves and not directly from God. So it's important to get to that place where he can speak to you, give you the instructions, and then he'll give you the tools to carry out what it is that he says he's going to do. Yes, that's very powerful. Um, because a lot of times we've come to rely on others to pour into us or to tell us this is what God is saying versus us spending the time. And that's something that I, I have to work on some more as well, spending that time to just be in reflection and to just wait to hear what God is saying. Um, if anything, somebody come to you with it, it should be confirmation on what he has already said to you. So that's, that's really powerful. I'm gonna ask Nicole the same question. Um, how do you think the word bold applies to God? So for me, what came to mind was um, the day of Pentecost. And so that was the time when the Holy Spirit was poured out after Jesus went back to heaven. And the Holy Spirit is very necessary for us to be bold in this world as believers, because it is God in us giving us the tools um, and the power and the mindset to do what it is that God has instructed us to do. And so it's very similar to what Suzette was saying in terms of your um, source of information is not external, it's internal and listening to what God has for you to say and do. Um, I think the other thing that comes with it is a conviction. So you have to know where you stand. You cannot be unsure or undecided. And once you decide to be on the side of God and doing what he has for your life, then the, the steps that are needed in order to be bold and do what he has created you to do in this earth, it comes simpler because instead of waffling back and forth, you already know I was made for a purpose. God is going to use me to do something and I need to do it. And then you, you're able to do it. Um, and on the day of Pentecost, Peter was able to stand up there and minister to a large diverse group of people and be able to start the process of discipleship and ministry where those people can go back to their towns and cities and stuff and say, hey, you know what? This guy just stood up and just told me something that I'd never heard before. And so, you know, it started that chain reaction and um, and it took boldness. And that boldness, I think, was initiated by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great too. That's powerful. Um, I think, I think too, it was a redeeming moment for Peter because of course we know that he denied Christ during the time of crucifixion and to know that the Holy Spirit, when he came upon him, gave him that power, that boldness, 
that confidence to stand up in front of everybody. And when they were saying, oh, they're just drunk, he's like, uh, not what you're thinking. And came out and really witnessed to them what God had shown him through the years of walking with Jesus. So for me, when I think about it with the word bold and you know my relationship or how it replies to God, how I see it with others, um, I look at it as those who go out to witness to others. Now, our dad is really passionate about spreading the gospel. I mean, extreme, that's, that's, he lives for that. His face lights up, his whole countenance changes when he talks about Christ and what he can do for you and how he wants to see you live for Christ. He has witnessed to people on the job. Of course, he does it in a very, you know, discreet way. But he has talked to people on the job about what God can do for them. Um, he prays on behalf of others. You know, if somebody says, oh, my family member is sick or whatever, he will pray. Um, a lot of people gravitate to him because of his winning personality. But I know definitely it's because of the love that he has for Christ and the passion and the boldness that he has to tell others about him. Um, I know that because of his boldness, he inspires me. I'm not as comfortable doing something like what he would do, but um, his, his boldness, his, his willingness to stand up to others and to tell them whoever they are, it doesn't matter what stature or level in life the person has, his concern is about the person's soul and where they will be in eternity. And so I, you know, I take a lot of lessons from that. And I know that that's something that we should all be striving to become and to do and to be. So we'll just, we're going to stop at this point when we've had a great discussion so far on the word bold, and we will be returning to you next time as we continue our conversation on the word bold. And you've been listening to Seed Planters with the Cameron family. Talk to you again very soon.